You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's I Dream of Nini, the wedding after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's I Dream of Nini, the wedding after show. Started from the bottom, now my whole team in. Started from the bottom, now we here. We'll just give you a slow groove at the beginning, and then we'll go into Bing is for doing, and welcome to the AfterBuzz TV after show for I Dream of Nini, The Wedding. This is Season 1, Episode 2, Patch the Leaks, and they patch the leaks. I'm going to patch this leak right now and say my name is Jake Dupree. I'm Michelle Renee. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for joining us tonight, and I'm so glad that this show did so well. Last week in the ratings, it got 1.5 million viewers on its opening night, which is phenomenal. Most sitcoms can't even say that. That's amazing. Yeah. New show? Got it. Boom. Get beep, it, boop. All right, so let's get into it. We see Miss Nene Leakes in New York meeting with Donald Trump. I I don't know why. I I just would not think he would film for anyone else's show but his own. Is that is that weird for me to think? I don't know. Um I don't really know much about him. I just think I mean, that you it's, don't need to know anything about him, really. I just know that he's like <laughs> Donald Trump, and he's like kind of a big deal. And I think that her not only like meeting with him, but her just having like a relationship with him now is kind of a testament to how far she's really come. I mean, just, could you imagine like first season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, Nene sitting across <laughs> Donald from Donald Trump? No, no, with that bad weave and like yeah, no. and you know just her boisterousness that she had back then, you know? So she's, you know, she's refined herself a little bit. She's still Nene. She still has a fabulous personality, but I think she's learned how to kind of, you know, put it on and off. Be a little bit more to. polished. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm, I I like that we kind of see the original Nene back whenever, I mean, whenever she gets with the kids. Yes. That was, I'm like, yeah. that's like first season reunion Nene. Yeah. Which I like. I can de- I'm like, going to deal with it. Oh, wait, she wasn't the one that pulled Kim's wig. That was, no, that was Sheree. Sheree. Okay, I didn't sorry. pull it. I gave it a little, I shifted it. Is that what she said? Yes. <laughs> so, and then she asked Donald Trump's opinion about getting the prenup and on blended families. And he was like, they're both tough. But he was like, either he signs the document or there's no wedding. And I was like, all right. Donald Trump, he gets it. Do you think that would actually happen? I mean, I'm I'm going to assume that Greg will go ahead and sign the prenup. Yeah. Uh, but um, do you think that she would really not marry him? No, no. I think she would. I no. think she'd marry she'd him for without sure a marry him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she, there might be like something like a document, not maybe not a prenup, but like saying something like in a will or something to be like, this is what the assets will be. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to, I mean, he obviously wants to be with her. So it's like, whatever, he's going to do this. Yeah. And I like that Donald Trump was like, are you sure you're doing the right thing? There's like lots of issues that are like going on. She was like, yeah, I think so. I mean, but they've been married for like 15 years. So it's yeah. like, get over it. How many times has Donald Trump been married? A lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot. A lot. And you know, he has a huge prenup. Huge prenup. Yeah, it's probably like with each of them. Yeah, you don't get like a crumb. Yeah, you don't get like a carpet fiber. If you, you better hope that you have a child with him so that you can get at least like something. Some of the child's income. <laughs> exactly. And then we see Greg and Peter hanging out, and I, I don't know how you feel about Peter, but I really like Peter a lot. 
I don't know why. I don't know what it is about him, but I like that he is kind of like Nini. Like they're just like kind of crazy and like they say whatever they want. I don't like Peter. I mean, not I don't like Peter. That was mean, but he's not one of my favorite characters. I think that he tries to be really philosophical and he always <laughs> talks a lot. But then at the end of it, you're kind of like, well, what I mean, was the takeaway point of that? He was literally talking for like what seemed like a million years in the car. And then at the end of it, Greg's face is kind of like, what? Does- oh. And we thought the same. We were like, yeah, wait, we're like, what just well, happened? What like happened? Yeah. Now, with Nini, on the other hand, I think when she says something, it's like, boom. And we know exactly what she means. She says it like it is. Mm-hmm. I, I like that Peter didn't know about Greg's five children from his previous marriage. She was like, Cynthia told me you have five kids. And Greg, and Greg was like, yeah, I have five kids. They're really great looking. I was like, what? Um, This, like, the beginning of the episode was just, like, the... Advice from people that shouldn't be given advice about a wedding or relationships <laughs> with kids or anything. Like, exactly. Donald Trump's been married however many times. Like, and Peter probably also has had a nanny raise his kids. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Peter has also has five kids. He was like jokingly called Papa Smurf, like in a very like pejorative <laughs> way. So it's just like, do, do these people like really need, need to be, to be giving the people him advice? You're confiding exactly. In? No. But at least he has someone to talk to, I guess. Instead of play a. Uh, yeah, those scenes are just weird. It reminds me of like the scenes with Kim and talking to her Croy, little, that little boy baby. always at the thing. That's so weird. But um, Peter also said he was like, if my wife and my kids are at odds, I'm always going to choose my kids. Do you agree with that? Uh, no, I think it should be based on who's right or wrong who's in the wrong. situation. Yeah. Like that's yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, that can't always be true. Like you can't always just side with your kids. Yeah, and I mean, at, maybe at a certain point when your kids are younger and they don't know what's going on or they're not mature enough to know right from wrong, but when your kids are grown like Greg's kids are, there's a side to choose. There's a side and to choose. There's a right and wrong yeah. side too. And also, it Peter says he has five kids from a from his previous relationships. Yeah. Like multiple people. I was like, "Damn." And none with Cynthia. And none with Cynthia. Yeah. Cynthia, I mean, they're older, too. Yeah, I, I yeah. know. But it just, especially after that comment, like, I'm going to always take my kids' sides. It's just like, well, dang, poor Cynthia doesn't even have a kid with him. It's <laughs> so like, maybe if she had a kid with him, her side could kind of be taken. Then maybe but he like, could, like, yeah, you if, know. If it hits the fan, then she's Bye, just Cynthia. SOL. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go to the curb. Sorry. <laughs> and then we go, of course, go to Greg and Nini at lunch. And she brings up the whole thing. I mean, it's kind of like reiterating the same thing. Like, what was interesting about this conversation was that the three youngest kids in from Greg's pre- previous relationship used to live with them mm-hmm. right when Greg and Nini first got together. And then one day, all of a sudden, they just weren't there. Like, the mom didn't bring them back. And it was to punish Greg, basically. I mean, that's... This is weird. Like, I don't... I'm like, this is people's real life. Like, I don't understand mm-hmm. that. That's so strange to me. I don't I know. I mean, I... I mean, I guess if Nini was living in the house with Greg, then they would have had a mother figure. But, I mean, I've always kind of been of the, They you know, live with the mom. They, the kids go with the mom. Unless the mom's on drugs or, you know, abusing the kids or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. And especially the the girl, which I don't know if she's one of the younger ones or if she's one of the twins. Because um, none of those two kids looked like twins to me. No. They didn't. So I don't exactly know where the set of twins is. But, I mean, especially with a little girl, I think she should be with the mom. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree with you. I just thought it was so weird that that was like a yeah. thing. Like, that's so dramatic and so crazy. I just can't picture someone's life being like that. And then Nini reveals that Dr. Jeff is going to be the me- mediator with the, at the meeting with the kids. 
we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. So let's yeah. move on to the next scene, which was Greg hanging out with his groomsmen in the basement. I thought this scene was really, really funny. This groomsman, there was one in a blue shirt. Blue shirt man, he is looking fine. We like it. Fine as one. We down with that. We are down with that. We were like, mm-hmm, <laughs> hello. He's cute. Hello. Um, we thought there was a second cute one, but then they did like another take on him and we were like, uh. No double chin. Yeah. No thanks. I mean, none of them are bad looking. Like, yeah. You know, they all look nice. They all look professional. Very refined. You know, fr- yeah. you know, clean cut. And so I like that, you know? Yeah. But. And it looks like they're having like a really good time. And I like that Nene came down there and then she said, she tells them that they can't gain weight. She's like, you're going to get measured for a suit and you cannot screw like go away from that at all mm-hmm. and she had this really funny quote she was like if you're gonna be in my wedding you can't have a gun and if you have a gut you're gonna wear a girdle mm-hmm. and like that's it i love that i think that's really funny yeah and uh well i don't actually i mean all of her bridesmaids seem to be in good shape yeah but was the girdle comment was that a shot was that shade maybe that was shade maybe a little i bit think shady. it was shade yeah. to somebody but mm-hmm. we don't know who it was shade to because we haven't seen them yet yeah I mean, she can have she can have a little shady dig yeah. sometimes. So I'm anxious to hear who the girdle wear is. Shade, honey. Uh huh. Next up, this is my favorite scene. I want to talk about this scene for like ten years because it was Marlo, Cynthia, and Diana out to lunch. The ladies who lunch. Ladies who lunch. And I, I always will say it. I'm in love with Marlo. I don't know what it is about her, but I think she's just over the top and crazy and just. So much fun to watch. I love her. I, I like Marlo too. Yeah. She brings the drama. I mean, look at this. They had this like little bitty segment with them and there was already crazy drama with her and Diana. And I like that Nini shows off her 15 carat cushion cut ring and she was like, hmm. And she says we chose. Yeah. So does that mean she's she had to pay a say for it? in it? Oh, okay. I'm sure. She, I mean, I'm sure. 15 carats, wondering. she would have to pay for that, I'm sure. I do really like her ring though because I think that a lot of times really big diamonds look kind of. Like fake almost. It looks like costumey. Yeah. Like kind of like, over the top and ridiculous. Yeah. Like Lisa Vanderpump's ring, um, Leah uh, Black's ring. Kyle all Richards' like, ring. Yeah, they're, they're just like, so big that it looks like. Why do you need that? But this yeah. looks like, it looks nice. Maybe it's cause, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe it's just it's like, it looks. Cushion cut? Maybe. It's got a little more bling to it. Yeah, it just looks nice. It just looks mm-hmm. clean and beautiful and tasteful. Which is not over the top, which she is over the top, so. Yeah. Whatever. I like it. Yeah. And, of course, Nini was like, I want to celebrate all of you guys. Like, I want this to be a celebration as much for us as it is a celebration for you because you were all there for me throughout all this hard time. And you've seen me, like, go through the trials and tribulations from, like, being super low to being, like, amazing and where she is now. And she also reveals that there's other bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. Pat, who does her hair in New York. Marcella, who is... I can't remember who she was. I don't know. Yeah. Just... Lexus, who they, all the girls seem to like. Uh, Jennifer Williams, who they all didn't really have much of an opinion about. They just kind of said whatever. Don Robinson, and then Laura. And then Laura was somebody that they just really don't like. And she, is she from Basketball Wives LA? She's from Basketball Wives LA. Jennifer Williams is from Basketball, Basketball Wives, Wives Miami. Or the York, original whatever. Basketball yeah. Wives. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever they're from. And wait, I've, I've never been a fan of the Basketball Wives LA. I just thought that they weren't. This is really mean, but I just didn't think that they were as attractive as the Miami ones, so I didn't really watch them. The Miami ones are really pretty collectively as a cast, but I think there are a few LA ones that are really pretty. Uh-huh. Um, and is it's, Laura one of them? Laura is one of them, but the thing about Laura is that she kind of went through a transformation. Oh. You know, that reality TV show, oh dang, I, I just saw myself, myself yeah. first season. And, now <laughs> I, like, and she actually looked really good like on camera, and I saw her one time in... 
I think at the Ralphs in like Santa Monica, wow. like one of the Ralphs in Santa Monica, and I was like, oh my god, she's really pretty. Like, all right, even like dressed down, she was like really pretty. So okay, and they, I think, and Diana has this opinion about all these women because she's like, I've been with Nini since the very beginning, and all of you, are, I feel like some of them are opportunists, and she brings mm-hmm. up that she thinks Marlo is an opportunist. Do you think Marlo is an op- opportunist? I mean. I, I yes. think she is, but yes. not but not in a bad way. Yeah, not in a bad way. But like, I mean, who isn't an opportunist? I mean, it's tr- It's just the way you go about it. Yeah. Like, are you doing it for all the wrong reasons? Or are you doing it just to better yourself, too? Like, to really, like, you know... I think it's nice to surround yourself with people that you aspire to be like. Yeah. And I mean, me and my friends, for instance, like, you know, we kind of have, like, a little saying, like, one eats, we all eat. It's like, it, you know, if you're in a group of friends, like... And maybe you do think one of them's an opportunist. Why would you not want to her to be able to enjoy some success? Yeah. If she can be included, meet someone because she's your friend or mm-hmm. be on a television show because she's your friend. Like, what's it to you, Diana? And I, yeah, exactly. And I think that Marlo, I think Marlo wants to be, she wants to be on camera. Like she wants to mm-hmm. be someone that's on a reality show and has a personality. And I think, I think that's okay if that's what she really wants. And I do think that she genuinely likes Nini because, I mean, they did have friction a little bit. Right when they first met, because of that whole relationship with that football player, and Nini was supposedly mm-hmm. supposedly dating Charles, him too, Charles, yeah. And I mean, and they got along, and I think that they really they sparked a connection because it was like the two of them against that entire cast that one season. So it's just like interesting that Diana would have such a problem, but I think Diana was worried that she would be pushed out, you mm-hmm. know, instead of being kept in. And I think that won't ever happen because Diana's been there literally since season one of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. And probably way before that, too. But it's just interesting that Diana has such issues with these girls. Yeah. Well, my first comment is that as far as the opportunist, opportunistic aspect that she's trying to say these women are um, using NeNe for, I know Jennifer and Laura aren't obviously as big a reality stars as NeNe, but, but they've both been on their own reality shows. And they both have lines of their own, like yeah. Lucid Cosmetics and stuff, so they are they can stand alone without yeah. her. Um not only that, but I think she kind of um I don't know, her just she says like I was with you when you like started from the bottom. Like that's a little offensive to say anyone started from the bottom. Like Yeah, I mean I mean I've been your friend it, longer, I've been your friend since the beginning. Or like, I could I've been with since the cameras weren't around or like yeah, since weren't on TV. Like But started that, from, the, from bottom. the bottom. Is that shade? So, um, mm-hmm. th- and then also my other comment is that Diana, um, I don't think she, it wasn't necessarily that I disagree with her feelings about, you know, feeling threatened or, you know, feeling, I guess. That's a natural thing yeah, for it people is. to feel, I think. But I just think that she handled it incorrectly. Like, why would you have a conversation at lunch with Marlo, who's a new friend, about how She's not a good friend. She's not a new friend. Like, if anything, she should have pulled Nini to the side. She should have spoken with her about that and, you know, just let her know how how she felt about it. Um, And in addition, she could have even thrown in the fact, you know, I want to be your maid of honor. Yeah. If you're going to have one. Yeah. And I like that Nini said no maid of honor because I think these girls, I think it'd just be too much competition. And obviously we see later in the season that there's already other bridemaids. Bridemaids. Bridemaids, yes. Mm -hmm. Other bridemaids drama. And I'm I'm really happy with the bridesmaid situation. I think it is so. I, th- this is the stuff that I want to watch. Like yeah. it's real house. It's like it's real housewives of Atlanta. I would be happy if like Nene went off and did 
her own show just with these with nine the girls. Things, yeah. yeah, that'd be real. I I would be in heaven if that happened because these girls are like they know how to bring the drama. They know how to be be a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. And there's like all kind of di- different personalities. I think it'd be amazing. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. I hope it happens. Do we think Diana's jealous at all, or is that I mean, not a possibility? I think that she maybe feels left out because all these other girls are involved with TV in general. And I mean, and she also knows that Nini can be an opportunist in terms of like wanting to be around people like that. And she, maybe she feels like, well, I have nothing to offer mm-hmm. in that department. But I've been there through everything else. Well, she's know? not married. I did see that. So yeah. I'm like, and then Marlo. This is what I like about Marlo is that if she's being attacked, she will come right back and attack you the exact same way. But with something that has nothing to do with the argument, which I do the same thing too, it's so dirty. I understand that. But it's like, yeah. oh, are, are you dating a rich man? Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you having kids with a rich man? I was like, that's an opportunist. I was like, that's okay. Marlo. I like she them. She just pulled in from nowhere, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like the whole like hole between your legs before you talk about mine, measure yours to Kim. Yeah. I mean, she, I, that, she's good with comebacks. And she does remind me a lot of Nene, except... She needs to be, it's not as dis, like, I feel like Nini's tasteful with her arguments and she like cuts you and that's it. Mm-hmm. But Marlo likes to dredge up all this like bad stuff to make you look as bad as possible. Yeah. And she likes to get the last word a lot. And that's why we see her and Sheree going back and forth like, like whatever that was. And then like in this argument too, it's just like she likes to like yell over the other person and just. And I love that Cynthia's just sitting there in the corner. It's, Cynthia it's, always sitting in the corner. I just saying, I, I mean, I love Cynthia and I think she's fabulous, but like, like, she, I don't know. I mean, she has to be. Peter's her husband, so she can't say anything. They can't be all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, guess they, they both, both can't, can't talk. be all the time. They both can't be speaking. Exactly. Um, well, guys, head over to iTunes <laughs> and be sure to let us know. Uh, do you think Diana's overreacting? Do you think she's jealous? Uh, what are your thoughts on the whole bridesmaids war? Uh, <laughs> per se. Uh, you can do that at iTunes. Like I said, while you're there, rate and comment on our after show. Also, make sure you check out The Adventures of Serial Buddies, which is a comedy that was actually produced by the creators of AfterBuzz TV here, uh, Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro. You can not only get that on iTunes, but you can also get it at Blockbuster, Target, Netflix, um, and Barnes 7-Eleven. Noble. Yeah. Yes, wherever and you 7-11. can. So, thanks. <laughs> Buy it. Support us. There it is. And then we see Nini and Diana in the car. And, of course, Diana's saying that she has reservations about Marlo because she thinks that Marlo's riding Nini's coattails. And Diana doesn't feel like she should be standing next to Marlo in, like, a group of friends as Nini's bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, I understand her point. I really do. I get it. It's just, like, this is Nini's day. And if Nini wants to have these people that she's been friends with for a day... Let her have it. Yeah. Let her have the day. Like, let her have that. Diana knows if she was securing their friendship that they would be friends way after all these girls had even, you know, gone, come and gone. Yeah. So, just, like, move on. And That's it's, how I feel. it's like a wedding. It's not like she's inviting Marlo to live with her or... Or they're not casting another show. You know, yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's just like, it's a wedding. It's going to take place. I mean, obviously, the show is, you know, on now. Yeah. So, I guess she is going to be seen more than just the one day, but... It's just, I mean, I don't know. I think she's making a mountain out of a molehill. And if I were Nini, I would just tell her she needs to zip her mouth or else her spot in the wedding is jeopardized. Yeah. And I think that, I think that Diana knows that Nini would eventually say that to her if she continued on with being ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So I like Diana though. I still really do like her for some reason. I think that it's cool to see that she's a ride or die friend kind of. So that's my opinion. And I see that 
we see that Greg meets with his brother, Reverend George, and his sister, Patsy. Hey, Patsy. I like her green jacket. It was cute. And they ha- she he hasn't seen them in five years. I'm like, what is with these people and family? Like, I don't understand it. Like, why? Like, how do you just not see somebody for five years that's your family? Like, I understand a cousin, but, like, your brother or your sister? Like, seriously? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I'm thinking that all of these relationships are, I mean, for whatever reason, strained. Um, but definitely only being brought together by production of the show. I mean, well, yeah. Because we've never seen these people before. We've never heard of them before. Half the people on the show we didn't even know existed. We didn't know that there were kids. We didn't know that there were brothers and sisters. We didn't know that there was ex-wives and all of this. 20-year marriages before Nene. Yeah. Damn. So it's just like I think that maybe the producers were like, this show has to be kind of centered around family. We need you to contact a, B, C, and D, and... Make it happen. Yeah, and it just happened to be like, oh, well, really? Because I haven't talked to him in five years. <laughs> That's, I, I just can't... I just can't believe this. Do you think that maybe that Real Housewives of Atlanta kind of drove a wedge between all these people and him? I don't know what it was, because if you look at their, like, lunch, there wasn't any bad blood. They were getting along. It seemed like, like there had been no time that passed, yeah, you know? So, so I don't know what... I mean, maybe they don't live in Atlanta. Maybe. No. Maybe not. Maybe. You never know. Yeah, I don't Maybe know. that has to deal with it. Because, I mean, they've been traveling a lot, too. Like, they were going back and forth to L.A. and yeah. all that. And they acknowledged that. They were like, oh, look at your California tan and stuff. And he was like, yeah. I look good, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> that was cute. And, I mean, I think generally speaking, I don't know, this might be a stereotype, but with black families, I think there's a lot more emphasis on families. And, yeah. you know, you have family reunions and cousins are always over and it's everything. like there's more in tune with like the your extended family as well yeah and but yeah. In, in this case it's not the case no. <laughs> so no. i don't know i mean and it seems it seems do you, do you think that nanny had any has had that effect on the family like we'll get into this in a minute because we'll go into the meeting and stuff but do you think that it's nanny's fault at all that there's this wedge that's been driven because i do kind of I would say that maybe it's Nini's fault in the sense that Greg stopped seeing his family after he got with Nini, but I don't think it's necessarily her fault in her she being mean, like, she didn't force, no, don't yeah. go see them. You exactly. Know? Exactly. It's just, I think that she required a lot of his attention, mm-hmm. and she wanted that attention to stay on herself. I mean, and that's understandable, but it's like you also have to, like like his son Damien says, you have to acknowledge the bloodline. Like, there's people that have come before you that you have to respect and be a part of. Yeah. So, it's interesting. I'm glad that we're hearing all this stuff, because this is, like, real-life stuff that people, like, also probably need help with. So, it's interesting. And then we see Brent, and he is so grown up. It's so cute seeing him, because I don't know, there's always just been, like, this soft place in my heart for Brent. I think he's just, like, cute. He is cute. I just keep seeing Brent at the table when Nini like gets the results of her paternity test. Yeah. And he's like, What does it say? Yeah. Curtis is not my father. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that. That's like the only image of him that I have in my head. So to see him as like a grown man. With this like deep voice. Yeah, with this like deep voice and like this like linebacker like build. I'm like, whoa, what happened? I like, know. Like where did, did the time happen? go? Where was that transition? And no. Never. I mean, because even seeing it on Real Housewives of Atlanta when Nini was going back and forth to LA for the uh-huh. show and st- for the new normal, he was still, I mean, not like a little kid, but he was still I, smaller build than yeah, this. Like, and- this is crazy. And I, I think it's cool that he was like, I don't want you to go to, I want you to stay in Atlanta. Like, that's cute. Like, that's really cute to see, like, a kid being like, I want you to be home with me, because you're more fun than my dad. <laughs> that was really cute. That is I don't know. Cute. I love them. 
Of course. So let's get to the finale of all finales. And this was the most dramatic. And I'm sure it's going to continue mm-hmm. next week. But we see the meeting with the kids. And it seemed it seemed pretty decent at the beginning. Like when they first came over and they were eating, it seemed like they were just been like hanging out for real. Yeah, they walked in. Yeah. People, they weren't like angry. They, they seemed happy to see Nini and their dad. And she seemed happy to see yeah. them too. And then... They were, I love how Greg was like, y'all need to stop eating. Hurry up and eat so we can get to this talk. I was like, why do we have to hurry? Yeah, that's not going to be awkward at all. Yeah, you should um, like let them like kind of like settle in and like be comfortable and then let's go and hit him with Yeah, them. let the food digest. Mm, it was, okay, I will say um, one of his sons, the one in the red hat, whose name is Daryl, was giving me J. Cole a little bit. Did I, I could totally <laughs> see that. Whenever he first walked in, I was like, yeah, all right, J. Cole. Hello. And then everyone I know saw this. Damien? Was definitely giving me Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it was those piercings on the hat. Like, what was that? Yeah, it was the piercings on the hat. It was the piercings on his body. And he's was- also very smart because he wore his Leaks Entertainment shirt. Oh, he did? Uh, obviously, he has an entertainment company. I was like, get your promotion. Like, because, you know, people are going to watch the show and be like, oh, I wonder what this is about. And, like, see it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really smart. Okay, wait. Well, who produced this show? Nene Leakes, Nene Leakes Inter- Entertainment. Oh, this not to be Leak. confused. Not to be, okay. fe- not to be confused with that. Okay. So, it, it sounds like he's into music because he was at that radio station, which we get to. Mm-hmm. And before we get to that, let's say Dr. Jeff, he shows up. And this man, I feel like he is not prepared for like dealing with these strong personalities of these people at all. No. Like we were saying, we were joking during watching the show. We were like, he is probably dealing with some like bitchy white people. They're like, oh, I hate you. I hate my stepmom. She didn't buy me a gift. I hate you so much. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. He's not used to like these people that are really going to lay it out for you and lay it out honest and completely go at each other. Like yeah. that's amazing. Because like Greg said, like last episode, black people really don't go to counseling like that. They go to church. <laughs> they pray about it. They fight each other, and then it's done. Yeah, you talk and about to it anyone and it's listening over. to this. I am black, just so you guys know. <laughs> I'm not racist. I'm black. Yeah, so don't judge her, okay? And then we see. Of course, we get into it, and the first thing that comes out of Greg's mouth, and he was like, "I want to know honestly if all of you think that Nini was the reason why her, like my mom, or your mom and me broke up." Like, do you think that Nini is the reason? And they were all like, no. Yes. When he first started off like that, I was like, no. Why are we going I, I was this like, strong? It was like, like, there was this slow roller coaster build, like, oh, yeah, happy. And then it was just dropped. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this can't Zero go. Zero to 60. And, like, and that's unco- that's uncomfortable anyway. Like, what, how do you think she feels? Like, But I think the reason why he did that is because he knew their response was going to be no. no. That's true. You that's know? true. And she, I mean, she was probably wanting... She was probably thinking they were going to be like, yes, yes, it's all Nini's fault. But blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but it seems like Greg has had some philandering ways previous to Nini. Yes, because so, Nini throws some shade her husband's like, way. He had a girlfriend while they were married, and it, it wasn't, wasn't me. me. <laughs> all right, like, Nini. All right. We have to talk about her Blanc line. Bloop, Blanc. She <laughs> said, she was like, he, whenever Damien was like, there's a bloodline you'd respect it. She was like, when I came into this family, well, we weren't coming into religion or politics. And then she said, when I took this last name, I only helped the... F- or what did she say? Something, I helped the family. I helped it. Yeah. yeah, I helped it. Plonk. I was like, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes, amazing. Nini. It's like, that's a Nini that we yes. all love. Right there. And when we like, what do you think about... Do you think that Nini, honestly... I mean, we talked about this a minute ago, but I think... I mean, 
I do kind of think that she had, because she kept being like deflecting, being like, all your issues are with your dad. Clearly they're not, because, I mean, they all have issues with Nini, too. Like, it's not just all on Greg's responsibility. Well, do they all have issues? Or because the only person that I saw talking was Damien, Damien. who obviously doesn't have a problem with communication like his dad. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I don't know if they, because you know every family kind of has that outspoken person. Like in yeah. my family, it's me or my brother. Yeah. But we have like two other siblings that kind of just like, it's you know, me too, and, it, yeah. and sometimes you're elected to be the voice of the people. Because the other one seemed like it was yeah. cool, like whatever I'm not here yet so whatever. I don't know if that was because they had elected Damien before they went to the meeting like Damien you know how we feel like you you're the best you at communicating it, yeah. you voice it or if they are just kind of like why are we here like I don't care one way or the other yeah it's interesting it's just really weird that none of them like nobody else really said anything they're all kind of just like letting it kind of blow over yeah. and letting him take all the heat and then even whenever they were like yelling at each other no, none of them really stood up for their own damn brother. I was like, what is going on? None but, of them even moved. But it took the, they, it went left like so quick and it didn't even have to. And I think, and Nini was yelling for like no reason a little bit. Yeah. I'm, she just got loud for like no reason. What was their argument about? I really don't know. I don't know. Well, I think Nini's just upset about that radio, radio interview mm-hmm. and he gave it a radio, Damien gave it a radio interview. I mean, all of you that watching the show, you probably saw the episode too. But he gave an interview saying that Nini is very selfish and she was the reason why they caused their divorce. And the road is two ways. It's not just one person that causes a divorce. It's two people that cause it together, I think. So it's completely Greg and Nini's fault. Both of them are complete, complete fault. But I think there's just a resolved, an unresolved issue that Nini has held on to. Yeah, about and this the interview. Is her, and this, and for some reason it just lit the fire with that and she just, completely blew off about like completely was going crazy about that yeah so it's just interesting it's just interesting and then him being like respect the bloodline i didn't really get that line i mean i loved nini's comeback to it but to be honest i didn't get why he said respect the bloodline like what is she supposed to do how did she disrespect the bloodline i guess that's my question yeah it's like i think they were like you should have made a really effort to get to know us and if if he wasn't going to call us then you need to call us and like if you if he isn't going to give us our numbers then you get our numbers but it's also like Nini doesn't know she hasn't heard from Greg that they're even having a relationship. So it's like, what is she supposed to do? I mean, I don't think she should have gotten phone numbers. I don't think she should have forced relationships. No. Like the I mean, I'm not a stepmom. I don't know. I'm not even a mom. But I would imagine that that's such a, you know, strange position to be in because you have to watch every step you make. Every move you make, every word you say has to be calculated so you don't offend your husband, so you don't offend your husband's ex-wife, so you don't offend your stepkids, so you don't offend your real kids. Like Exactly. And it's also like she doesn't want to force because I guarantee if the, uh, it was the other way and she was like forcing a relationship with them, they'd be like, we don't like you, you mm-hmm. know, because you're forcing it. You're like, we'll just let it happen naturally. So she the stepmom situation, it's really hard because it's hard for them to win either way. Yeah. Like there's always going to be something wrong, which is understandable. But I think that this this whole conversation went so crazy so fast. And for there's like no reason like the, they were just yelling to be yelling. And I was kind of seeing like old Nene from like previous Real Housewives of Atlanta seasons. And I was like, just talk, just trying to talk over somebody. Yeah. I'm like, just let like the two of you, you just need to get your point out and that's it. And Dr. Jeff, like, what, what are you doing? Why are we paying you to be here? Yeah. And then. All right, guys. All right, guys. Sit down. Yeah, no. sit down. I mean, he, he looked so bewildered and like out of control. And was he was a, sweating the entire time. I'm like, why is he sweating? It was all the damn lights probably that the like, production has <laughs> But like, can someone please get him a powder puff? Like, <laughs> literal perspiration, like, 
gathered on his nose. Oil, honey. Like, that was running water. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I was like, you know where you're coming. You're coming on camera. And like, no one else was sweating. So I don't know if it was hot in the house or if he was just scared because he knew that, like... But this- he also... It was probably, like, more to him because it's like, this is a career move as well to be on this show, to be recognized on this show a little bit. So it's like... Maybe he's, like, worried about presenting his best foot forward. But if this is your damn profession, you're going to present your best foot forward. Yeah. Like, that's how well, I feel. Well, how, how did that go for him? Okay. Not too well. Um, so... <laughs> that's all. Bloop. Block. All right, so... I mean, uh, let's move into some predictions. Yeah. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Ooh, spicy in here tonight. I like it. I'm going to predict that Nini... I think that they're going to really try to almost resolve this issue with the kids. I think that there's going to be an apology from Nini's end, and I think there's going to be an apology from Damien's end, and they're going to come to like some kind of like come-to-Jesus moment a little bit. But, and I also am going to predict this, that all the bridesmaids are going to turn against Diana because I'm sure that Marlo is going to spread like fire between all those girls. Mm-hmm. You never believe what Diana said about all of you. It's going to be, that's going to be my whole heaven and earth is just watching the bridesmaids fight. It's going to be amazing. I predict that at least two of Nini's bridesmaids are going to have to wear girdles. Ooh. I don't know. That was a really stupid all prediction, all them. but I don't really have any good predictions. Um, I agree. I think the issue with the family is going to be resolved. And yeah. um, as far as the bridesmaids go, I think they're, I predict that they're all opportunists. Boom. Boom. All right. Well, on Twitter, you can find me at Jake underscore Dupree and on Instagram at Jake Dupree. Also on Facebook at Jake Dupree. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Michelle Renee LA. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Express herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 